0: You're listening to a podcast on Catholic Saints. This podcast is produced by the Augustine Institute, an apostolate helping Catholics understand, live, and share their faith.
1: Hello and welcome to Form Now. My name is Dr. Ben Akers. I'm the Executive Director of Formed, and we're in part three of our four-part series on St. Francis de Sales and the character of a Christian. And my guest today, Dr. Christopher Bloom, is a great friend of St. Francis de Sales. You can see an episode on St. Francis de Sales on his series called True Reformers, which is found on Formed. He's also helped translate the text that we have for you uh, that we're discussing today. And the virtue we're going to be talking about, the character, the essential character, Uh, trait of a Christian that we're gonna be talking about today is the trait of sincerity. Mm -hmm. And uh, last time we talked about the the importance of attentiveness and a verse came to mind in our conversation from Psalm 123. In Psalm 123, to you, I lift up my eyes, O you who are enthroned in the heavens. Behold, as the eyes of a servant look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of the maid servant to the hand of her mistress. So our eyes look to the Lord, our God, till he has mercy on us. It mm-hmm. so was a beautiful uh, scriptural base of that attentiveness, that mm-hmm. focus on what mm-hmm. we're supposed to, to do in prayer. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we're going to see the same thing today. You, you, you may recall Ben, that in the first episode, I, I mentioned that the introduction to outlife was written at a time when uh, in the Renaissance when there's a lot of self-help literature out there, okay? There's a lot of fashioning the self or creating the self or looking in the mirror, right? And what DeSales is offering in the, in the devout life is, is just what that verse talks about, looking at the master rather than looking in the mirror. Mm. And in a, in a funny sort of way, we're going to see that here in his discussion of humility, uh, which I'm suggesting we can take under the, under the heading of sincerity also.
1: This is from the third part of the introduction to devout life, and he talks about the importance of virtue. Would you mind sharing a little bit about the importance of virtue to the moral life, but also to the spiritual life?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the aim uh, of, of human life, of course, is, is the charity, the twofold, to, to fulfill the twofold commandment to love God and love neighbor, right? Why is that? Well, the, the faculty which is deepest in us is the will, right? We, we are Creatures, we stand in need of other things and other uh, personal beings, as it were, um, people and God and angels too, for that matter. And uh, so, the will is is that thirst, as it were, right to be in communion with God and neighbor. Um, so, if that's if that's not right you know if we're not loving rightly then what's deepest enough is being thwarted right and you can think of all of the virtues. I mean, charity itself just is loving rightly, but you can think of all of the other virtues as removing obstacles to our loving rightly. Yeah,
1: that's that's beautiful. When, and this is where he begins with a surprising title, if you're following along on the text. It's only nine pages. I encourage you to download it, read it on your computer, uh, on choosing among the virtues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That 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 was a little bit jarring to me. What do you mean you have to choose? Am I supposed to have all the virtues? What do you yeah. mean by choosing the virtues? Yeah, yeah oh yeah, <laughs> no, sorry. You
0: definitely you're supposed to have all <laughs> okay, of them. Okay, so uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, the hidden subtext here. So choosing
1: here. the virtue, and then how do I choose which virtue is important to me? Yeah, be?
0: exactly. So at the bottom of the first page he, here, he he states, um, We do not very often come across opportunities for exercising fortitude, magnanimity, or magnificence. Okay? But gentleness, temperance, modesty, and humility are graces which ought to color everything we do. Now, presumably here by fortitude, he means the fortitude full exercise of fortitude like being able to die in battle because you're not afraid to do your duty as a soldier right uh by magnanimity and magnificence he has in mind the the virtues that have to do with enormous outward works okay uh in the case of magnificence it's like being the patron of 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 a monument or something like this in the case of magnanimity maybe he's thinking of the work of a statesman or some other sort of leader Uh, but obvious outward source of things right um it's not up to us what outward circumstances confront us, right? It's not I can't wake up in the morning and say I'm going to go win a battle and save the United States, you know. No, there has to there has to be a battle. Sure, that's yeah. You yeah. know, right? Whereas his point here is that no matter where you are in life, no matter what the circumstances the day throws at you, you'll have opportunities to be gentle self-controlled modest and humble um and so that's sort of the principle here of discernment is what do you need to do today
1: Mm -hmm. right it's hard because we always want to do the great things Mm -hmm. and we want to be on show i mean one of the things that comes out of this is i want people to see me do great things right and uh in this and and this important it really struck me here is where he said uh, not we don't choose a virtue according to what we want to grow in, but mm-hmm. actually what we need to grow in, what's mm-hmm. the most excellent thing for us in the state in life which, in which we find ourselves. And,
0: and state in life is really the key here, right? So the difference between the, the Renaissance self-help book thing and, and the doctrine that you're seeing here is that the, the self-help uh, perspective is uh, imagine who you want to be and then strive to be it, Okay, or to have yeah. that quality, or to do that thing, or what have you. Whereas the sales is is, you might say, just kind of a hard nosed realist. Yeah. You know, actually come to terms with who you are. Right. Are you are you son? Or are you? I mean, you know, yeah. for male, we're yeah. a son, but you know, in this particular aspect of your life, are you son, husband, father, employee, employer, mm. right? Uh, debtor or or benefactor, you know, etc. Right. These basic. Uh, Relationships that structure our lives—that's that's what comes first. That's what measures how we act.
1: And he he draws our attention to you know with the example of the apostles. They made their decisions on which virtue they were going to preach the gospel was their vocation. Mm-hmm. So they had to hire you know they had to hire they had to ordain deacons to help them with the important task of serving the poor. But that was not their primary test. The apostles right. were ordained to preach and spread the gospel. And so that's right. Uh, just to go back to the themes that we've been seeing in the last two episodes of eyes on Christ, mm-hmm. eyes on the life of Christ. If you're trying to figure out what to do in life, this is coming from a fruit of his own meditation, his own study of the life of Christ. He's he's just giving us by teaching us by example. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm telling you is found in the gospels.
0: That's that's absolutely right. And and also found in the gospels is that strong lesson present so often, right? That it's that it's the Lord who breaks into our lives and gives us the fundamental orientation of our life, right? So there's the famous episode at the end of St. John's Gospel where Saint Peter says, you know, what what about this fella? <laughs> right. You know? And Jesus's response is, that is of no concern to you. You follow me, right? right? As who you are, right? I've made you this kind of shepherd. You're The first pope right so to speak right then jesus didn't Mm -hmm. use those words but right i've 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 told you what i need you to do so do it right and now you know there's a time in life when we're discerning what the lord's call is and when we haven't made decisions that constitute a kind of objective state of life right but for those of us like ourselves who are married we actually know what our duties are they're totally clear
1: right Right. And, and, and just bringing that up to the, the, the scene from John 21 is this is a temptation that often surfaces in the spiritual life mm-hmm. and or just our regular secular life of we look to others and compare ourselves to others. We're yeah. Like, well, I must be fine with God because I'm not a Hitler. I'm not doing going around <laughs> doing terrible things. So I'm sure right. like I'm going to get to heaven because I'm not as bad as that person. But um, that Jesus' call to Peter is the same to call to us of you follow me and mm-hmm. I have certain things I need you to do for me. And one of those is the, for everybody, is virtue of charity. Right. Um, right. And then this is what he talks about in the text, where he, he quickly moves from charity being the queen, the queen bee, if mm-hmm. you will, and then mm-hmm. he moves to humility. What's the relationship between humility and charity?
0: Yeah, well, you know, pride is the great enemy of, of charity, right? And, and pride, of course, is that disposition to look at ourselves and to imagine what we take our good to be right? I, I really need that red Ferrari, you know? Um, and of course, we're deceiving ourselves in that pride. Uh, but this, this is the fundamental uh, structure of temptation, right? So humility comes in and takes away, uh, of course, not every impetus towards pride within our sinful souls, but, you know, it, it's, it's doing the work that, that can be done to regenerate us so that we're free to see the world as it is, and when we see the world as it is and ourselves in the world, then then we're we're like ready to do good deeds that are actually good. Right. Uh, so, and this is the task, right? Uh,
1: on page three, he talks about um, humility drives Satan away and cherishes the gifts and graces of the Holy Spirit within us. Mm-hmm. For that reason, all the saints, especially King of Saints and His Blessed Mother, so Christ and His Mother, have always esteemed the grace of humility above all other virtues. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful way to to put it.
0: It's extraordinary. Yeah, it is. I mean, and the, there there is a kind of reordering of the virtues um, that that happens with the advent of Christ. For Aristotle, justice is is the great virtue because it's the rectitude of the will, right? Um, This is a very interesting claim here about about humility, uh, and it's a common thing for theologians to say, right? Because humility is involves both um, uh, a, a kind of openness to our own lowliness, right? Our own abasement, right? So that we're not the will is not striving towards goods that are above us, but it also and in, in irreducibly involves seeing ourselves as we really are. Right. And this is why I'm suggesting the note of sincerity is helpful to us because I think one of the real problems, both in St. Francis de Sales time and in ours, and dare I say, you know, in any human situation, is self-deception. Mm. Right? And so the question is how, how do we how do we see ourselves rightly uh, sin chera, without wax, okay,
1: oh right? this I was going to ask you what the yeah the etymology of that says yeah, yeah, without
0: without wax, without a mask, without makeup, right how do we how do we see ourselves rightly, and it's interesting that Desale says, well, we see ourselves rightly when we see that God has given us good things and that we are sinners <laughs>
1: right yeah he does he basically says that nothing puts us in our place better than to realize that our misdeeds that mm-hmm. we deserve God's judgment mm-hmm. but we also look at his mercy mm-hmm. that we can't complain about it I mean, he has given us so much in mm-hmm. our life that there's nothing that mm-hmm. we have of, of our own accord
0: yeah and I th- that's right and also I think you know part of part of the threat here is that we don't we're not properly grateful for the blessings that God has in fact given us, and we allow ourselves to be deceived and constantly desiring good things that we don't have and tell ourselves, well, if I had this, you know if I had this job or you know whatever it might be, then I would be a right. good to be able to do good works. The grass is always greener. Yeah, on the other side. Right. And so this is why he wants to pull us back to what what is our objective state in life, right? What has God in his providence? called you to today and in your life generally, start there, see yourself as God sees you that is through the gifts that he's given you and why did he give you those gifts so that you can serve his kingdom hmm. right And then then there's that there's that sincerity.
1: One of the things he talks about is he moves from external humility to interior humility and but the exterior humility section, is interesting because it almost looks, you know, he's talking about wearing fancy clothes, having a nice trim beard, you know, the feather in the that, hat. That <laughs> yeah. line about Facebook likes is really striking. The isn't Facebook it? likes, I do not know, yeah. you, nothing new under the sun here. Yeah, and when he talks about that, is is this just a holdover from the age of chivalry and honor and knights? And he's, he himself is from a noble family. Is yeah. How do we deal with some of the stuff he says in there?
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean he's seen he's seen a lot of life by the mm-hmm. time he's writing this, right? And uh, he's already done his great visitation of his diocese. He spent about three years walking the several hundred parishes of his diocese, high mountainous territory. Some of these places hadn't seen a bishop for 20 years. Wow. Oh, sure. you know, And he's talking to uh, very simple people, illiterate peasants and so forth, right? No matter where you go, no matter where you look, people... All of us, myself, yourself included, right? We all are disposed to try to make ourselves look good, right? Right? Because we, 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 you know, we're built with uh, this square of sense, right? We look out onto the world and we receive from the world, and we we're built for love. So we, you know, it's okay to want people to smile at you. It's okay to want people to affirm you and to think you're charming. And give you the Facebook like. Yeah, to give you yeah. the Facebook like, right? This is this is part of the inbuilt disposition of our communal nature, right? But if it if if that disposition is allowed to get outside the bounds of reason, then it becomes folly, which is what he's describing in here. Right. But those those examples apply universally.
1: It's true. We're yeah. always we're posturing. Mm-hmm. We care about honor, we care about rank, we care about the nicest office in the building. The, yeah. these, these kinds of things that when you look at the scheme of eternity in God's mm-hmm. perspective, they're petty, they're mm-hmm. folly. Yeah. And the image he uses from nature is the peacock who fluffs his, his feathers and then he's got an you know, ugly little body underneath. Is like, that's really you know showing your true colors in a sense, is what he's saying.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the, the point here about the exterior honors is that, I mean, for first, right? If we're... If we're sincere, if we're honest with ourselves in the 21st century, we, we will recognize that we seek these things too, right? We well, want to be admired for a nice car. Or whatever it might be.
1: Well, and even the danger for us who are watching form nows that are talking about these, reading Saint Francis de Sales, taking time out of our day to pray, to try to be a disciple of Christ. Right. The danger can also become spiritual for us, where we want yeah. people to think that we are a good and faithful disciple of Jesus, that we have more of our life together in a virtuous way than we actually do. And so, it's right. a good examine for us of mm. uh, even in the even those who are living with the Christian life, even if we don't care about the car in a sense. Right. We do care about how people consider us.
0: Well, that's that's exactly right, yeah. And uh, so, you know, I think that, that the point here about exterior humility is that we we need to pair these disordered desires away before we can do the really hard work. Which is the inside job. Which is, the, yes, exactly.
1: The inside job of our heart. So he moves here to interior humility.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he said, I was just been talking about, you know, we might have just called that worldly wisdom of, you know, right. uh, before. Right. Um, nothing so tends to humble us as we talked before the mercy of god is a multitude of his gifts Mm -hmm. and what humbles us is is the justice of the multitude of our misdeeds Mm -hmm. uh and then he just he you know gives us some scripture quotes and scripture examples especially from our blessed mother to to think about but when we're looking at the uh internal humility any thoughts on that that you want to share with us
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i just think you know that um I mean, again, as we were discussing last time about reading oneself into the gospel, you know, um, we're we're all like uh, Bartholomew, you know, we're just hanging out under a tree, and (laughs) Jesus walks by and offers us part of His life, uh, offers us something we're really not worthy of, which is part of His cross, Mm. and He invites us to walk with him up to Jerusalem to walk with him up to Calvary this is all his initiative
1: how do we how do we put that inside of us how do we allow that to take mm-hmm. deep root within our hearts
0: yeah well the psalm that you began with is 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 a good one right just to remember that he's the master mm-hmm. right I'm not actually making my life. now that's freeing, right because mm-hmm. if, I, if I were I'd be worried I'm not make, you know doing it well right yeah. <laughs> But it's also really good for, for humility, right that the Lord knows what he is about, as DeSales like to say in his letters over and over again. the Lord knows what he is about. every hair on your head is numbered and so forth and that means he's going to he's going to provide the occasions for good deeds um, and you don't need to worry about what they are.
1: That is very freeing, and that's that's such a, a beautiful gift that the Lord gives us. To once we hand ourselves over to Him, that He will form us, mm-hmm. that He will give us the He will give us opportunities to grow in the virtues that we need to grow in, and give us the grace to grow in the virtues that we need to grow in. And so, thank you for joining me today in this conversation that we're having on the introduction to the devout life. We talked about sincerity, the importance of sincerity, and the virtue of humility. Uh, please join us for the fourth episode where we're going to be talking about the importance of bravery as a essential characteristic in the life of a Christian. Thank you, and God bless.
0: You can watch these interviews in video format by visiting form.org. Formed is an online Catholic streaming service created by the Augustan Institute and Ignatius Press, with award-winning studies and parish programs, inspiring audio content, movies, eBooks, and family-friendly kids programming. To support the mission of the Augustan Institute, please visit missioncircle.org.